Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash haveadrink. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your device. Also, by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Bonjour. Attends. Qu'est-ce que c'est passé? Pourquoi est-ce que je parle en français? Why are we talking in French? You're not talking about anything French today. Ah, Abita. Located in Louisiana. Spoilers. Uh, this makes more sense now. It's time to dive into, uh, into talking about this brewery and to see what they make and how they make it. So, let's have bon temps brûlé and have a drink. <laughs> where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. <laughs> hello. Hey, guys. Hey, howdy, hey. So, hey, how's, how's everybody doing? <laughs> uh, doing all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I could be better. <laughs> I've otherwise yeah. had a good day, but uh, we t- as we talked before the pre-show, or, yeah, during the pre-show? The before pre- the pre-show? The, pre- the pre-show. pre-show. Um, uh, so somebody hit my car in the parking lot at our apartment complex last week and uh, overnight like i didn't see it until i got to work the next morning and um my employee actually was like so who hit your car and i was like what <laughs> and i had to go out and look and get a picture and everything it's this big deep like scrape and then like the, even the the back uh door is dented and so mm. yeah so i took it to progressive and uh i've been in a rental all this time and now we have to take this rental car to a funeral tomorrow <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. it's been a great uh, sorry great about time. the funeral <laughs> yeah but uh other than that it's been uh, a good day <laughs> so that's good yeah uh how about you guys uh i went to go watch black panther yeah uh, i will say i enjoyed it and that's all i will say because spoilers mm-hmm. thank you mm. appreciate it appreciate it <laughs> also good soundtrack mm. uh-huh. oh i've heard that yeah interesting yeah i think uh i can turn in my man card now uh, out of this week, I think that's that's what I've learned. Um, what, what have did you buy? Have you done? Did you buy some uh, of the cat wine? <laughs> no, I didn't buy the cat wine that we talked about in the news show. But cat, cat um, wine. I'm going to be trading in my man card for the old man card. Oh, because I officially bought a recliner this week. Parker oh, wow. lounger. <laughs> uh, it, it is. It is now. Now time for me to be able to lay down in front of the couch and recline. Now, now and, does it have the like wooden handle that like is this is this like the old this... school lazy boy? Well, oh yeah. Does it 
does it open up on the side and have its own refrigerator so you just pull <laughs> it out? It does beer? not. It does not. Um, I, I didn't pay. I, I mean, I went to Big Lots and, and bought it. You know, okay. just, yeah. just a we, cheapo, um, comfy. Just transition hole. into old man then. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Once we... you have it to where everything you need is inside one recliner. Also, you, you have to be able to fall asleep within 10 minutes of any TV program. Yeah. Oh, that's that's You're like already there. Impossible currently. <laughs> I was going to say, he's got that deal now. <laughs> so what is this recliner in the style of? If you had to put it to a TV show, would it be a sitcom from the 70s? Or would it be <laughs> more akin to like Joey and Chandler's chairs? Hmm. Oh, probably Joey Chandler because uh, the sitcoms from the seventies—they're like tiny recliners or yeah, tiny chairs. Like they're, they're like, not, and they're always in that like burgundy color, you know. Yeah, this one's <laughs> no. like a, that fake leather, oversized, overstuffed. Oh, okay. well, then pole. again, I almost said Archie Bunker, but his chair wasn't a recliner. I don't think. No, I don't think it was. It was green though. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's yeah. true. It's either like that, that Christmas green or that weird burgundy color, and that—that's where it goes. That's... I prefer to call that green avocado green. No, no, it's like a rich, dark green. Either. Like, now we're, this is what we're discussing. You're rich. So anyway. <laughs> um, Surprised it took us that long to get to your whatever. I don't know, right? <laughs> so we're Losing our touch. This morning, uh, something actually we've touched on, I got to participate in. So we've been talking about uh, trends might be, I don't know if you want to call it, going backwards uh, with when it comes to the whole local uh, craft beer trend. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people have said it's going to start reverting back. Like, you're going to see regional breweries start having tough times with things. And everyone's going to start going to their local breweries. And it's coming down to releases not being packaged, really. And I went to one such release today that was an absolute blast to go to. An amazing beer. Holy crap. But it was something else to watch everyone come running in at the last second trying to get tickets for crowlers because there's like oh no we're only doing 20 crowlers that's it i mean that's one per person because they only did two sixtals and uh they did one sixtal uh, there's nothing but crowlers and the other ones for draft pours and it was quote unquote an event and they said it won't be like this for other beers in this series moving forward it'll just be they'll post on social media when the beer taps and that's flat out it'll be like, hey, we've got a sixth of this on. When it's gone, it's gone. We're never brewing it again. It's like stepping outside of a stepping outside of a brewery and firing a starting pistol. Pretty much is what that's going to be, uh, because they were almost doing that with this one, kind of introducing what that's going to be like. Because yesterday they announced a second one that was going to be on, and only a single sixth of it would be available. And they did half of that into crowlers. Only ten crowlers of that one were available. And then the rest of the keg was going to go to draft pours. Both were amazing. Uh, both were Berliner Vices, which I was dying for. My palate has just been bogged down with um, wild sours, like heavily fruited ones, and uh, stouts and IPA. What brewery? Uh, this was at Streetside. Oh, okay. What size is their system? Uh, the. Not so big. the Sixtals, uh, I had to, I crunched the math because they didn't originally release the numbers on everything. So I was running the math yeah. in my head to be like, how many people in line are going to get, you know, guaranteed? And it was like twenty to twenty-one is what I was coming up with, depending on spillage and loss. Right. Because uh, so. thirty-two ounce crowlers. So. Hmm. So five gallons, but there um, is in a Sixtal, but the um, the whole like their brewing setup. 
to make a five gallon batch of beer that takes a lot of hard work to <laughs> to not produce anything. They've got like, some... I, I, I could make a sixtal. I'm making a sixtal tomorrow, and that would be like if whoever wants to come by. Like that's just not a lot of beer. Could, they just do them quick and fire these out, and again, that's it's. Supposed I wonder to be... if like they literally just have a home brewing stuff, and they just use their regular stuff to make a small batch. It's just all right, whatever. Just well, they still have, I think they still have their original system, but it's fun because it's the one hit wonders series. So the all the song all the beers are named after one hit wonders like today's was uh, "Steal My Sunshine," and oh. it said just like the songs, the beers are here and hot for a second, and then they'll be nothing but a nice memory. Uh, I don't know. Some one hit wonders are not nice memories. They are earworms <laughs> that annoying pieces of- that burrow into my brain and will one day be the death of me. That you will never not know the words to, even though you're like, I don't want to know the words to this. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, it was interesting to take part and see what this you know could be this upcoming trend of seeing everything scale back into like a microbrewery thing, and it's not even going to be big package releases where people are lining up at the door. It's you know come in, grab a stool, and this goes on tap at whatever time. It's not even microbrewing at that point though. That's like it's smaller than micro pico. Nano brewing. Nanos or picos? Yeah. Like that's that's what it feels like. It's like, all right, I've made one bottle of beer. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was, that, that's it's fun. Like it was a completely different experience because yeah. the actual package releases you line up and there's a like a line share of bottles and stuff like that, which we attempted to do, but there were only like three of us there for a while, and then we were all just it's like, a good you know, thing. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we were all just kind of like, well, I didn't expect much of a line share for here, and then we we just went inside. We we're like, screw this, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> we could have all rode here together <laughs> why didn't we carpool <laughs> well yeah it was i guess it was cold because it unexpectedly snowed today <laughs> yeah oh yeah we got like a it's major right. which it was 70 yesterday, yesterday. i know <laughs> uh, yeah, not someone someone shared a picture and again i know we get into weather too much but there <laughs> was a does, thing that fine. was like uh someone's like groundhogs announces Six more weeks of winter for everyone. And then it cuts down to another groundhog going, except you, Kentucky. You do you. (laughs) Spring early for only a week. Spring early for one day. Next day, winter. Good luck. Well, Brittany, what announcements do we have coming up on the show? Yes, non-weather related announcements. Uh, Our next episode is going to be Saturday, February 24th, 9 p.m. Eastern time. That is going to be covering Heaven Hill Distillery. So our first distillery Ooh. episode. Kind Ooh, that's, that's a surely we've done a distillery, haven't we? No, no. We've this done... is going to get expensive for me. <laughs> we've done whiskeys and, and we've done bourbon and yeah, things like but... that, but not the actual distilleries. Um, mm. Also, we'd like to remind everyone that our news show is now three episodes in. We literally just recorded the third one. Uh, his very own feed and uh, is live every Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Look for Have a Drink News in your podcatcher of choice. Woo! Yes. That, again, brought to you by our wonderful patrons yes. over at Patreon. And I've got to say, uh, you don't have to be a patron to be in our Discord. But, uh, but it helps. It's encouraged. It does help. No, there is a patron-only channel in our Discord. But our Discord, we've been having a lot of fun. I thought announcements was a good place to sneak this in. Yeah. If you want to join in on some of the discussion. So in our Discord, we have been sharing pictures of various bathrooms 
from different breweries, and it has been quite entertaining to discover uh, <laughs> the random brew kit. In the yeah, the ones uh, you apparently they're just like, oh sure, you can flop down on the toilet and start start brewing right there. Go ahead. See, oh, I I caught only part of this when I was at work, and I just thought that was a picture of Casey's bathroom, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> So, Let's know. I just thought they had retiled. <laughs> there was that, and uh, also was brought to my attention uh, by smoke in in there that uh, there was an infection in a release, and I had it was actually affected our market, and it like I had bought an infected beer. I hadn't opened it yet. It was from Epic. It was the Big mm. Bad Baptista, and um, my bottle was in the lot number, so uh, they were doing refunds or swag, and I. Thanks to him pointing that out to me in the Discord, I was able to put in to get $35 of free stuff from Epic Brewing. So wow. that's awesome. So yeah. if you want to join us in these conversations and keep an ear to the ground on when you might have bought an infected beer, hmm. head on into the Discord. And talk about things like other games and topic ideas and trips. and When we, when we discovered that we did a Scotch episode a few days and released it the day before Scotch Day. Look, we're not. We'll, we'll we'll get into this. This when we is get literally down to the, the only one we planned. Like this. No, we'll ever. Let's say we'll discuss this when we get down to the topic. These yeah. things usually do not happen this way in, yeah. intentionally. Uh, so last announcement, and we talked about this uh, last week. We're just kind of going to re- remind people every now and then as much as we can. Um, so uh, this is a a thing that we're doing with um, the Diamond Club, and uh, it's a year round effort for the Extra Life campaign. Um, I think a, a lot of Anybody who's has seen, you know, streaming video games and stuff knows what the Extra Life campaign is. Supports cheer- the Children's Miracle Network. Um, donate to our page uh, and help us help the Diamond Club team reach the $10,000 goal for this year. Um, so go to bit.ly slash H-A-D Extra Life. That's had Extra Life. All lowercase because bit.ly is case sensitive. So, um, again, that's that's going to be for the Children's Miracle Network, the Extra Life campaign. So, um, never a bad thing to donate to. So, always uh, keep that in mind. That's, a, that's a, again, a year-round um, goal now. All right. Um, I guess we're ready to get into some news. Uh. Man, my timing was off. Let's <laughs> going to see if I can overshadow it. So, Stone Brewing sues Miller Coors for calling Keystone Beer... Stone. Stone Brewing is suing Miller Coors, alleging that the beer giant's recent rebranding of its Keystone line is too close to the San Diego brewery's name. Miller Coors' Keystone Light, or Keystone line of light beers was rebranded to emphasize the stone in the Keystone name, putting it in a large format on the line's cans and in the line's marketing. The can spells out Keystone's entire name, but each syllable has its own line, and the can can be rotated so only stone is visible. Keystone's rebranding is no accident. Uh, uh, that's what they're saying from the chief executive of Stone Brewing. Uh, Miller Coors tried to register our name years ago and was rejected. Now its marketing team is marketing 30-pack boxes stacked high with nothing but the word stone visible. Same for Keystone's social media, which almost uniformly has dropped the key. We will not stand for this kind of overtly and aggressively deceptive advertising. Uh, Miller Coors called the lawsuit a publicity stunt. Uh, Since Keystone's debut in 1989, prior to the founding of Stone Brewing in 1996, our consumers have commonly used Stone to refer to the Keystone brand, Miller Coors spokesman Marty Maloney 
I think Epic. Marty Maloney's full of baloney. Woo! <laughs> Said in a statement. Sorry. No, but <laughs> we will no. let the facts speak for themselves no. in the legal process. Keystone Light uh, is brewed in several locations nationwide, including Irwindale. Why would they throw that in? I don't know. <laughs> uh, the lawsuit speaks to the history of Stone Brewing. Uh, the 22-year-old San Diego brewery made its name by producing very hoppy beers and its aggressive brand branding of beers, such as Arrogant Bastard, uh, nudged brewing away from American light lagers. Stone, along with Carl Strauss, uh, Coronado, Ballast Point, Pizza Port, and Alesmith, defined San Diego as a brewing destination in the 1990s. <laughs> Sorry, I, I when I hear define San Diego, I go I go to Anchorman, and I'm <laughs> <laughs> means a whale's vagina. Nope, <laughs> don't right. think that's true. No, I, I think <laughs> I it is. I don't think it is. Either. So yeah, uh, the main move here is they're telling like they there's a five minute video you can see from Stone that spells this whole thing out, and he just shows it all, and he's just like, no, we have nothing to gain. There's no publicity. He's like, we're not we. Well, you're seriously, they just say, put the key back in Keystone. Like, that is the whole thing from this. Like, they'll, they'll drop the lawsuit and everything if they simply change their marketing. And he holds up the pack, like, one of the 30 packs, and it very clearly, like, stone is what you're meant to see. Yeah, like... And he, the cans, he points out, are set up, and he's like, and I'm sure all the stores are being told to rotate their cans this way so that all you see is a blue can and big letters. You just see it says stone up it. Yeah, well, and in some of the uh, marketing, they're even like social, like social media stuff and and viral marketing things. They're doing a um, an apostrophe before the word stone, like to kind of even cut off the word key entirely. Because yeah. at first I was like, oh, "This is kind of dumb. Like this seems like a weird lawsuit." And then when he, I, but I had never seen the packaging either. And then he showed it in the video, and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> so yeah, you might not be able to find this packaging yet because I went out and looked because I wanted to see it for myself. And none of the packaging in our area has the rebranded stuff yet, so I guess we're still working on it. It looks like product. it's a new campaign. Yeah, it's just launching now, so like it's just hitting shelves. So it'll probably be in the next couple weeks. You'll see like when restocks hit this new stuff. But what Stone is saying is, yes, they are suing them, and the suit goes away if they change their branding. But could put the key back in Keystone. And at first I thought it was kind of ridiculous because even in like the picture on the article we've got, he has to use his hand a little bit to cover up where it says key. But it's like on the rest of the packaging, he holds up the 30 pack and it just says stone real big all over it. 30 pack of stone light. And he goes, no, the stone, stone and does light shouldn't not be together. <laughs> a light product. And they, and you've seen these companies already do it when uh, similar things, when a craft brewer tried to use dilly dilly on the name of a beer what did AB InBev do? Stepped in and threatened to sue them. Yeah. Then made them change the name. So, like, this is craft stepping back. Like, no, you're, you want to push that way? We're going to push back. I guess the, the, the Dilly Dilly thing, they had trademarked it. Like, I could see them going. And I, I could see them having cause for that. The, the, the stone thing, and, and I, I, my initial thing was like, yeah, no, this is silly. I will say them say uh, the article mentioning that they tried to trademark Stone some years ago. I was like, huh. Also, why? I've never heard anyone refer to Keystone as Stone. No, I have never heard. I this, haven't either. And I've but... known many Keystone drinkers who refer to it as Stones. 
thanks to their ad campaign with Keith Stone and doing the Hold My Stones. Okay, yeah. So I haven't heard that either, but the thing with their new marketing campaign is emphasizing it. So it's on social media as like a hashtag and like they're they're specifically putting the stone part out there more than anything else. Um, And they talk about that a little bit in the video too, but you can see like it's meant to be a a rebranding almost of the product. So yeah, and on the the dilly dilly thing, it's like, well, you kind of just expect AB and Bev to sue people for things. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, but it's, it's odd when, I don't know. I guess I've, the stone thing is just weird. Mm. Casey, thoughts? Casey's just um, like, mm. <laughs> I, so inside baseball, um, you would try to get the trademark prior to starting a campaign. Yes. Mm. So the trademark with them trying to get stone, it would be prior to starting a campaign where they would use the word stone. Um, not and so dilly dilly was marketed yeah. after the trademark was yeah. so yeah um, because we haven't heard anybody say it doesn't necessarily um, know, one way or the other yeah <clears throat> on the other side I'm not in favor of either one of these companies with the way they've approached this number one I do think that the that Miller Coors has come in and attempted to get some of the goodwill off of stone brewings name. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's definitely a thing. I also think that stone brewing is, is very legitimately concerned and, and needs to defend their brand by having a lawsuit. So they do need to come in and, and have a lawsuit. I also believe that stone brewing is using this as a marketing ploy. And you don't you you do a lawsuit in quiet, and you just let it go. If you're trying to attempt to just defend your brand, you put out a video where your your main um, face of your company or your CEO gives yeah. a slow oh, your, your explanation of why we should hate another brewing company, hmm. um, why we should all hate on big beer, and let's gather together and and all all joined together against this. What's the, what benefit in the lawsuit does having this video do? They've got a lawsuit. The courts don't listen to public opinion. Yeah. It's just a thing that, that it goes through and, and, and it just happens. So neither company is in the right here is my, my final opinion on this. I think that Miller Coors shouldn't have come in and, and well, I mean, they have, they're more than able to have the right to come in and try to, put their marketing in this way and try to say, throw me a stone is their, their marketing slogan. But stone brewing is also more than, more than capable and more than in the right to sue them and say, you can't do this where it goes. AWOL is when you start throwing in these, these big marketing campaigns based on let's hate a bigger company. And that's, I think one of the big problems with this. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I, 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 I agree with that. Uh, I do wonder, to play devil's advocate, I guess, for Stone in that case, is to say that perhaps they're they're doing this so they can just get them to back down and they don't have to do the lawsuit. But, you know, I, I, I honestly think doing the actual lawsuit and not doing the video is probably the better way to go. But, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, that's like they're giving them the out. They're like, hey, drop this campaign because it, you're clearly just trying to co-opt our brand here. And that's why he's just like, that's all we want. Put the key back in Keystone. Like, that's all you got to do. And if you want to help us defeat the big beer, buy our beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. It it comes like I don't think Miller Coors is wrong calling it a publicity stunt. Like, that's yeah. We all knew what uh, it was. <laughs> all right. Uh, cool. Moving on. I think we actually have some untapped. Get riggedy, riggedy, wrecks up. Timing. No, mine Mine was just like, I'm not going to. You can't burp over Rick. He's. <laughs> It, well, it adds uh, to the effect, actually. It's it's, a, it's part of the sounder. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've got uh, some untapped badges. Mm. Uh, first one up is uh, Irish-inspired Colorado Crafted. Uh, it's for the Nitro Irish Stout from Breckenridge. Hmm. It said, they say, you're in good. I'm assuming they were making a pun on company and Colorado because uh, it's yeah. all capitalized. And that's a really hard thing to read out loud and explain the joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. With the latest uh, hashtag <laughs> Breck Brew. Uh, it hurts. It hurts a little bit. You gotta get past it. Every part of this is hurting so far. This is a this is my least least favorite sentence in the English language right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, with hashtag Breck Brew, uh, the Nitro Irish Stout. It's back. And it's year-round, and it's better than ever. Uh, we added new world. We added the new world spirit of Colorado craft to a classic old world style. Be sure to drink it all in. Both the smooth flavors of a deeply roasted, uh, roasted Irish barley, the mesmerizing cascade of tiny nitrogen bubbles rising through your glass are on my mind. <laughs> they make me happy. Um, check into one. Uh, Nitro Irish Stout from Breckenridge between February 15th and April 15th, and you'll unlock the uh, all-new Irish-inspired Colorado Crafted Badge. Hmm. Uh, disclaimer, uh, despite them using the word craft several times. They're not, not craft. They're, they're not, not craft. craft. They are owned by AB and Biff. Yeah. Crafted as in they made stuff. We got to make it out <laughs> to the brew pub in Denver right when they got bought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There was someone there giving the giving the bartender a large check to give to his bosses. It he was... walked in with a big suitcase full of money, handed it to him, and that was it. All right. Uh, uh, next badge is very specific <laughs> to to a region. Omaha Beer Week. They have a, they have a they have a whole week for the Omaha Beach at Normandy. <laughs> wow, that got really specific. See, I wanted to almost give that one to Bob because I knew that's where he was going to take it. <laughs> no, that's fair. Yeah, because I have, I have nothing but history. <laughs> I, I have not. I have no history. Uh, so, explore and savor all things beer in the Omaha metro area as Omaha Beer Week swings into full gear, taking place February sixteenth through the twenty fifth. This multi-day celebration will feature a wide variety of events, from tastings to special releases. Tap takeovers to delicious pairings. There's something for every beer lover to enjoy. As you partake in Omaha's unique beer scene, be sure to check in and unlock this year's badge. Check in to five different venues listed below, and we'll provide the link there, uh, between February 16th and 25th, and the Omaha Beer Week supporter badge is yours. 
So I like some of these uh, <laughs> establishments. You got Nifty Bar. Oh, the names, yeah. Just go to Nifty Bar. Um, you gotta have a good name for the, for the beer or for the bars, and some of them are just like restaurants, like Casual Pint and Dewey's and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, hmm. All right. Pro- do well, we have like, any? Do we know of anyone that listens in, in Nebraska? Nebraska? <laughs> uh, not that's contacted. Hey, if you uh, you live in Nebraska, <laughs> shoot us shoot us a message. Let us know. Casual Pints listed. Uh, I have seen them now called the Starbucks of beer, and I kind of they agree. kind of are. We've been only they once. don't know what the hell they're talking about, and that still upsets me greatly. Mm. When I, we were at a I casual mean, pint. Do they really know what they're talking about in Starbucks? Probably not. But just <laughs> listening to the bartender mislead customers as to what they were ordering, telling someone that their Kolsch was an IPA. And I was like, that's going to lead them down a very bad path where they are going to go in somewhere and ask for an IPA, and they're going to get an actual IPA expecting a Kolsch. I am expecting now them to go, allow me to show you this light, crisp, refreshing. (laughs) Lift from Mandarin. Imperial, like, Imperial Russian stout. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, oh. yeah, oh. Stouts are, are pale? Yeah, very oh, pale. No. <laughs> Sad. All right. We'd like to take this time to thank our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash have a drink show for supporting this podcast. We also like to thank audible.com. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I'd like to recommend this week The Brewer's Tale, A History of the World According to Beer by William Bostwick. Um, I've been reading this for uh, a few weeks now and uh, in the time when I'm not listening to podcasts. And the author kind of researches the history of an era, then tries to brew in his small city apartment, something very similar to that beer that he was researching in in each little chapter of the book. Hmm. Um, It kind of takes the approach of a craft beer lover with very little brewing experience at first and tries to work through some of history's beers and concoctions with the help of true experts in the field. Um, He goes and starts researching through um, maybe even like Belgium styles and and he'll go and, and talk about West Vleteren. And then um, from there he'll, he'll go back and say, okay, but here's some American styles that, that match up similarly. And he talks about things down to the rocks of a, of a, brewery and where they they came from and and how they were built so there's a lot of cool history a lot of lore that's not necessarily true history (laughs) and there's some dry parts there's some some fun parts and uh it's just a really good read for for any beer lover i was waiting for it there's some dry parts there's some wet parts (laughs) (laughs) yeah when he i mean you would you would like this bob but you know he's he talks about like the history of Greek gods and and, and beer related to that. And so, you know, that's not the best, but you can always skip over that to yeah. get to, be to the good part. beer part. As, <laughs> as you were talking about it, all I could think of was like the idea of someone writing a book based on them trying to learn how to brew beer with no experience and no help. That's, that's kind That'd of be really interesting. Is. Yeah. But I mean, like, like eventually like, like a diarrhea, Day seventeen, <laughs> keg exploded again today. Not <laughs> sure what some... I've done wrong. House caught fire. <laughs> Not sure what happened. <laughs> there are some moments in the book where he's he's brewing and he's like, "Yeah, I was trying to brew the style, but then it wasn't working, so I just went down to the pub and got something." <laughs> so got too frustrated today. Went to drink. <laughs> Decided no, but uh, it needs to be red like it's one of those uh, uh, Ken Burns Civil War <laughs> things. Dear Martha. 
Dear, dearest Martha. Oh, I gotta get Try. it. I've got to get a dear Martha sounder, just because. <laughs> Set fire to the house today, brewing beer. Didn't think it was possible, considering <laughs> the liquids involved. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, gasoline is a poor, uh, it's a poor choice for to use. A little bit. <laughs> to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash have a drink. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash have a drink for your free audiobook. And with mm. that, let's get into our topic. Been on that drunk. Seeking bastards. Been on that drunk. Been on that drunk. Been on that drunk. Do you mean I'm wearing this ridiculous mask for a reason? <laughs> and my, my cute headband. And these beads? And this hat? Oh, wait, no, I was wearing that anyway. To my, uh, my fleur de lis. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, we're uh, talking about a beta today. Uh, Before we dive in, I've got look. We have to bring up this because it was Mardi Gras recently, wasn't it? Yeah. So Mardi Gras. Straight up, the only episode that we've planned around this kind of thing because normally this just kind of happens. Um, yeah. So in which we're like, hey, you guys, we're doing this episode like on you know Scotch like, was this day or planned? No, no, it wasn't. no. So um, it started with Yingling happening the week of July fourth, and I was yeah. like, guys, was, did you all plan this? No, 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 it wasn't planned. I'm like, okay. And then we did Guinness, the Guinness Brewery on St. Patrick's Day, and I was like, w- w- was this planned? No, it, nope. well, it was planned a long time ago, but there was no like date <laughs> in stone. Yes and no. <laughs> Uh, this one we actually planned. So Mardi Gras was uh, this past Tuesday, wasn't it? Fat Tuesday? This, this fattest of Tuesdays. Yes. This past Tuesday so, was quite fat. Yeah, so look at us. <laughs> being <laughs> being uh, trying to think ahead. Yeah. That's what happens when uh, when we've got sponsors and patrons. we got, like, we got to start taking <laughs> this. Plan These guys are shit. thinking ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure, that's what happens. No, but if you'd like to see some of our ridiculous get-ups, uh, you can catch this on Twitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah where me and Casey are much less fest- festive. Yeah. To be fair... You get to see a cat. There's a cat back I there. tried to look up clip art and stuff like that, but I can't find it. To be it. fair, these are, this is all the leftovers from when last Mardi Gras we did the Abita sampler pack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think that one that was, was also all, not planned. It was by coincidence. Yeah. And again, we were like, hey, I want to do this pack. And then it was, we were just like, oh, crap, we already bought the pack. Uh, let's just do it this week. <laughs> well, good for us. The Abita Brewing Company was founded in Abita Springs, Louisiana, by J- uh, Jim Patton and Rush Cummings uh, in, eight, in 1986. <laughs> been 1886. Yes, Martha. <laughs> in the first year of operation, you, no, 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 no. In in that part of the world, you've got to have a Cajun accent with it too. Oh, I can't oh, do Or French, just either way. Uh, look, I used all the French I knew in the intro, and even that required Google. <laughs> oh, it always requires Google. Anyway. uh in its first year of operation, Abita produced 1,500 barrels of beer uh, out of the, that facility. When it was founded in the city of uh, when it was founded in the city of Abita Springs, it held only uh, a little over 1,100 residents. Barrel of every barrel for every person. <laughs> yeah, I, I like those. I like the way that stacks up. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
much of Abida's early distribution was being sent uh, south over 30 miles to New Orleans. No. Or New Orleans. Uh, a city known for its drinking culture and tourism. You don't say. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, the number of visitors uh, from other states and the uh, quality of the brew both probably contributed to the rapid growth and widespread notoriety of the beer that the beers commanded. A beater was uh, also had a secret ingredient when producing their beers: an artis- art- artesian, artesian, yeah. artesian, artesian well. Artesian wells uh, are groundwater deposits that are under pressure due to the water level being higher and uh, lower at higher and lower at various points. When you drill a hole in the low uh, low portion of the well, the water spurts out without even needing a pump. Uh, this aquifer system has long been sought after by visitors. In the 1800s, travelers would travel from uh, New Orleans uh, at the prescription of their doctors to drink from the fountains of Abita Springs. <laughs> wow. I mean. They give all kinds of like, oh, here, here's a prescription. Take two grams of morphine and call me in the yeah. morning. <laughs> Prescriptions were just willy-nilly back in the day. Call me in the morning or afternoon or next week, whatever it is you actually wake up. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, in the early 1900s, Abita Springs transformed into, uh, uh, into a thriving health resort. Uh, Abita in Choctaw? Choctaw. 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 Oh. It's reminding me of, like, mid-90s country songs. I was listening to the Tim McGraw song. Don't I was not going to sing because I don't know the words that well. But if you heard the song, you'd be like, ah. No, if I heard the song, I would know all the words. If if I don't have the music accompanying it, I don't know any of them. Yeah. Actually, that word in that language means healing waters. Oh, well, all right. Uh, the waters of Abita Spring are soft, meaning they are low in calcium and magnesium, as well as low in carbonate. Uh, these waters match closely with the water chemistry of Pilsen, Germany. Therefore, they match closely to the Pilsner and uh, the lighter co- uh, color styles of beer. Oh. In 1994, Abita was uh, feeling the cramps of their facility. They were surrounded by houses and other buildings, uh, even in rural Abita Springs. The company decided to move a mile and a half away to a uh, Opened a full production brewery, it left behind the hundred-seat brew pub and opened a larger production facility. Uh, they have had a constant uh, need to constantly expand over their thirty-plus-year history. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just realized like thirty years. Yeah, nineteen eighty-six. <laughs> There's no way that's. Oh God. And then we're um, like, all of yep. us are like thirty. <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> Some of us are older than the brewery. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> anyway, from the from their brew pub roots to their national production brewery status, Abita's uh, grew to produce more beer while never selling out uh, or losing their connection to their local community. In 2005, when Hurricane Katrina was bearing down in Louisiana, production of Abita Brewing Facility uh, had to halt. What the brewery did after set the organization apart from their uh, in their dedication to those that had lost everything. David Blossman, president of Abita. Uh, with the help of his colleagues, created a new beer to raise funds for the uprooted, uh, those uprooted in the hurricane. Their intention was to raise money and also raise awareness of the situation. Two weeks after the uh, hurricane, uh, Abita debuted the Fleur de Lis uh, uh, restoration ale. Hmm. Hmm. So, while brewers like 
Nola Brewing Company, uh, Heiner Brow, and Lazy Magnolia made excuses about why the beer from New Orleans and the surrounding area wasn't making waves like the beers in the rest of the country were. And the locals tended to drink light lager. Abita was the one uh, one brewer to say things were good. Yeah, of uh, course they drink uh, light lager. The vapors down there stuffed. <laughs> yeah, with degrees. that humidity. Whew. Uh, Blossman again argued that the beer culture in New Orleans was keeping up with the national trends and pointed to the 20 different beers the company made to prove his point. Abita Brewing has the attitude for brewing, but they also have the technical ability and backing. At the time they purchased it, Abita was uh, only one of two breweries in the U.S. that were using a Merlin brew system. So, Is that where you uh, find some young kid to pull a sword <laughs> out of a stone and manipulate him to be your puppet king? Yes, that's mm-hmm. where your your head brewers are appointed by women in lakes handing out swords. Mm. Some, <laughs> some watery tot would love to scimitar at me. They put me away. They purchased a 100-barrel <laughs> system while New Belgium Brewing has purchased a 200-barrel system. Uh, the Merlin system allows the company to do one more thing. Uh, they are proponents of helping the environment. Merlin allows the brewer to significantly shorten the boil and conserve 70% more energy while producing beer that tastes great. And we talked about this exact same thing in our New Belgium episode, and but they just didn't put a name on the brew system that allowed it. Hmm, that's true. Their brewer probably doesn't have a beard long enough for them to actually call it a Merlin brewing system. Mm, yes, yeah, so that, that's what it comes down to? you yeah. got to have it down to like below your navel. Requirement. Okay. Proper yeah. beard link. Noted. Uh, the difference in the Merlin system is that during the boil stage, instead of trying to boil all of the wort at once, the wort is passed over a heated cone in, the thin, in a thin film. This allows smaller amounts of the wort to be heated uh, to their appropriate temperature to volatize compounds that need to be boiled off. And also, I summarize, ah, I said it right that time, <laughs> the alpha acids. In addition to this, Abita takes the hot steam and uses the heat, uh, uses that that heat load to brew the next batch of beer, warming the water that will be used to mash the next batch. These processes help show the dedication Abita has toward the environment. Hmm. Very nice. Uh, in January of 2009, at 1.30 a.m., while going through the cleaning process for one of the 180 barrel aging tanks at Abita, one of the pressure relief valves failed and allowed the tank to fill until it exploded. Oh, God. <laughs> Although the explosion did not create any fire and no one was injured, the blast Good. was heard two miles away. It tore a 30-foot hole in the roof of the facility <laughs> and debris was scattered around the area. Nearby trailers had their siding buckled and windows broken. Oh, well, my God. So, so someone was injured. They were deaf now. that's one thing i couldn't figure out is if this was done like on an automated this is just happening overnight nobody was there oh yeah because if no one was injured then that has to be the case yeah (laughs) that i don't know why that makes me so excited that like abita is just like sitting i I picture it in the middle of a trailer park now (laughs) a bunch of cajuns in trailers (laughs) around it it is Oh, yeah. Haven't you been there, Casey? Casey's People coming there. out going, yeah. what are they going to go down now? <laughs> In fact, you hear next what somebody said. Yeah, we, we have we have an eyewitness. 
A local resident said, it's kind of fine on us. <laughs> the resident thought it was someone breaking in, so he got his gun and ran outside. <laughs> Thankfully, there was no critical brewing equipment damaged and no beer was spilled. Thank the gods. Brewing resumed a few days later. My gosh. <laughs> Grabbed his gun. There's always that one person, and that's who they interview. That just makes me go to the Jeff Foxworthy thing. They always cut to the woman with the curlers in her hair. And And I saw the chicken coop fly over the house. (laughs) All I could think was, Carolyn still has my casserole dish. You know, he came out of there, wife beater and boxer shorts. Shotgun in hand, just like a rifle going on out here. And he was still holding the shotgun, I'm sure, for the interview. Also, no doubt. Yeah. As much crap as people try to affect other southern accents, I don't know why Cajun is so fun to do. (laughs) Because it's it's the froghorn leghorn thing. I just slip. It sounds like I immediately slip into uh, Waterboy or um, Joe Dirt. Home away, man. You like to see homos naked? We 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 apologize to all the Cajuns out That's there. That's what I'm saying. I I, hey. I I want to apologize. It's it's an easy joke, and we hey, probably shouldn't make look, it. Look, people make fun Kentucky. of Kentucky all the effing time. Look, are you all listening? We should know better, which was the point I was trying to make. Are you all listening to the words coming out of my mouth? I mean, listen to my accent. Oh, Holy word. crap! We know people with far worse that. Oh my crap! Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Although the company may use bottled CO2 to clean their equipment, they actually use natural carbonation to give the beer its bubbly fizz. Capping I read the... that as carbonite, and I was like, they're freezing on solo! <laughs> uh, capping the fermenter when the fermentation is 85% complete. At this time, Abita distributes to 46 states and Puerto Rico. Uh, most of their beers are bottled in glass, but recently they started to deliver canned beers, quoting their ease of recycling and lighter weight, which reduces transportation energy costs or in- energy needs. Sorry, um, their distribution trucks are refrigerated and actually have a system that switches the truck to a cleaner energy auxiliary power unit when parked and the engine isn't needed. That's awesome. You know. Yeah, that is cool. It may, brings up a question, I wonder. I assume metal cans actually refrigerate easier than mm, glass yeah. bottles, too. Yeah. That's a good point, I too. hadn't thought of it like that, but that probably makes it easier to get them cold. Yeah. At least faster. The, um, I think they package cold. Okay. So the beer is already cold when it goes into a can, but I see what you're saying, though. Whenever yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Every little bit of energy counts, even if it's 10%, 2%, whatever. Like, basically, yeah. cans, still always the best way to go. I mean, yeah. Um, so, Abita has scheduled 11 year-round releases for 2018. Uh, and you can actually see this. that They've got, like, a, a graph like most breweries do on, on their website. Uh, I looked at that earlier. Um, so, Purple Haze. <laughs> uh, one of the most distinct of Abita's flagship beers, and likely the first of their beers... Uh, one gets to try. This beer is a 4.2% lager brewed with real raspberries. And I don't even like raspberries. (laughs) And I remember loving that beer when we had the party pack. So yeah, that was... I still love that beer. I think that was one of the first... That was the first beer from them I had and loved it. I contemplated getting one for this episode. 
Yeah. I remember my first Purple Haze. <laughs> I remember. Purple Haze remembers. <laughs> uh, the Amber is the classic Amber style that is the company's best seller. One thing to really see with this brewery is that they make a lot of lagers, and this 4.5% beer isn't an ale, but instead that German lager style that makes it go down easy in 85-degree heat with 100% humidity. That's on a that's on a low day. It's actually like 5,000% humidity down there, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Out, yeah. Um, Andy Gator is the Hellas Doppelbach. Uh, it's finished Ooh. dry and comes in at 8% ABV. That was in the uh, party pack as well. Basically, if you want to try any Abita stuff, go get that party pack. I don't know what you're doing with party your Party packs, life. yeah, dead on. <laughs> you can't. I think we went through that, and we were all like, no, the, the definite buy on that party pack. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are you doing? But um, Turbo Dog has a cult following among craft beer lovers and actually falls in the top 101 beers in America from Men's Journal. Uh, this was in 2017. Is it, a, is it 101? Because... They're very specific. I know, right? They're not dumb. They just couldn't decide, really. Um, This categoryless beer combines the maltiness and hops of a brown ale with German ale yeast, making a chocolatey, light-drinking beer that combines well with Louisiana swamp weather. (laughs) Um, Everything about them has to do well in Louisiana swamp weather. Basically, yeah. So Uh, they did that uh, horchata variant off of this that's in Bombers and... When Casey got to have it fresh, compared it mm-hmm. to what legendary beer? Yes. What What was the legendary beer you were comparing it to, Casey? Oh, um, yeah, it was very El Coco like. El Coco. Yeah, and that then, was the the fresh variety. Like, and we had it back in Cincinnati, right? Yeah, I bought a bomber. Yeah, obviously not fresh because as soon as I poured it for Casey, he's like, "This is not what I had when I was there." It was it was totally different beer. And and I can't. I think I had it in a bottle and then drank it out of a bottle. There, they it may have been on draft, but either way, it was totally different. Whenever it was in two different packagings. Um, hmm. Also, we have the um, thirty degrees, ninety degrees, which I, that's the new one, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. It's new. So it's a German style lager with Cascade hops and Pilsner malt, named for the location of New Orleans at thirty degrees north latitude and ninety degrees west longitude um i yeah they, they've got that one in cans um mm-hmm. it's kind of Only like everywhere cans, here now. yeah um also the big easy ipa which is i think one of my favorite ipas it's like the the best like go-to beer i think it's also an ipa where they don't go you know what you need to get wrecked <laughs> yeah yeah it's just it's such a an easy drinking beer uh, like it's a beer ass beer that you can just have you know uh, so it's a highly hopped but low alcohol session IPA, um, yeah, and that that is also in the party pack. So again, one more reason to get that. Um, finally, Hop On uh, is Abita's soon to be released, so February twenty sixth, um, actually. Juicy pale New England style IPA Ooh. because everybody's, everybody's getting, getting in the in game on that juicy craze. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, I want New this beer. Uh, coming in at six percent ABV. Beer will be 45 IBUs from Cascade, Citra, and a new hop, Equinaut, uh, which tastes like melon, berries, orange peel, lime, papaya, pine, and fresh peppers. I want this. That's a lot of hop to put. That's a lot of flavors in one hop. I yeah, need It's this. like the cloudberry of hops. Holy crap. I um, want that. Yeah, I want to try the hell out of this. Uh, Fe- wait, February 26th, so yeah. it should be soonish. A couple weeks. Yeah. That sounds just fine. 
All right, Casey, what's the rest of the beers look like? Additionally, they produced the Wrought Iron IPA, which is a big 80 IBU IPA with Apollo, Equinox, and Mosaic hops. It's named for the resilience of the people of New Orleans, as well as their styling of architecture. They also produce a light beer. Um, every brewer should have something approachable, low in calories and carbs, that makes it approachable for those people that are kind of getting into beer to begin with, if uh, if that purple haze isn't necessarily your, your steam. Um, Abita offers this 4% lager just for that reason. There's also Straw Gator, which is their year-round beer um, that is only sold in Bombers. Combines the base beer of Andy Gator with fresh Louisiana strawberry juice. I want to try that so bad. <laughs> that uh, sounds good. And then finally, you've got as their year round um, the Boot, which is only available in Louisiana. It's mm. an exclusive Kolsch style beer made to be crisp and easy to drink. Um, it has wheat and oats that help to mellow the maltiness and Hollowtower Blanc uh, hops that bring in a floral brightness to that beer but are there i would oats? like to point out the amount of restraint it took me for this entire doc not to change wheat in that uh in that sentence <laughs> to haul <laughs> like i'm just staring at it going oh, there's still time i could do it we can <laughs> they also produce a harvest seasonal series oh, um, yes. these again come out once every three <laughs> months or so they switch up with a grapefruit honey then a strawberry a watermelon lemon shandy and a blueberry beer. The traditional watermelon lemon shandy. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then they also have a traditional so they do a lot of seasonals, which I think is really cool. They're not just coming out with one or two different beers. They do a traditional seasonal series that includes a Bach, uh, which is their Mardi Gras Bach, should be out right now. Yep. Um, a cream ale, a gosa uh, for the summer, pecan ale for the fall and Christmas sale, of course, for the Christmas season. All these beers, except for Straw Gator, are available on draft and 12-ounce packaging. Casey, what um, are your thoughts on the Christmas Christmas beer? Isn't, like, the one beer from them <laughs> we, that we're just not a fan of? Like, Yeah, I, I didn't like the Christmas sale, but it was just because, I don't know, it was just so... I don't, I don't like, like Christmas, Christmas beers. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing, that's, yeah. That's it's not a style their choice. fault. That's the fault of the style. Yeah. yeah. And I'm looking down in the uh, in the chat where Chap App had said uh, the, the watermelon lemon shandy. He's like, that sounds amazing. And I was like, there has not been hardly anything from them that we have not went, this is this is amazing. That's the thing. Absolutely. After having their harvest, um, the the fruit ones like the the blueberry and the strawberry and the peach and the I I hate peach. I hate raspberries. I love both of the beers of them <laughs> that they make with those fruits in them. Like the harvest series, so good. Like now I'm actually excited about the shandy. I don't even just like shandies. A, <laughs> I say just get me a beret because this raspberry lager is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in addition to these standard beers that they release, um, you also have the Bourbon Street Series. They're barrel-aged beers made in rotation and available on draft and in 22-ounce bombers. They include a Baltic Porter, an old-fashioned style Pale L, a Rye Pale L, and an Imperial Stout. Some of the okay. breweries... Oh, wait. You're telling me they have they have bourbon... They have just barrel, not, not necessarily bourbon barrel. No, it's bourbon barrel. It's bourbon usually barrel. a bourbon barrel. I, all the ones I've seen have been bourbon barrel. But they I call them curious. bourbon street instead of bourbon barrel beers. Yeah. Okay. All I'm thinking of is just... All I'm thinking of as I hear that is like, they, 
they've been hiding these barrel-aged beers from me. <laughs> Abita, this is a betrayal. The, they've not been hiding them from me very well, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> so some of the breweries most talked about beers include the Triple Haze. It's a souped-up version of the Purple Haze with a golden, uh, strong golden lager and uh, fresh raspberry puree added in. You've got the Bad mm, Mother Shucker. I was going to say, it was fresh raspberry puree. Don't even start on Bad Mother Shucker, because we discovered that. We're like, they make an oyster stout. I, I want to find this, and I can't find it anywhere, anywhere near us. Yeah. And so, not only does it have the oyster shells, but it just has whole oysters added oh. to the boil on this one. Uh, yes. Um, Shotgun Double IPA has Amarillo, Centennial, Simcoe, Citra, and Cascade, all the best hops. Uh, coming in at 85 IBUs, so big old double IPA. Mm. Then Giacomo's? Giacomo's or Yakamo's Revenge. Oh, could be Yakimo. I couldn't find anything on this beer, but Yakamo was an American IPA that they made a few years back, and so I'm going to go ahead and assume that this is just a bigger, badder version of that. Hmm. Probably a double IPA, if I were to yeah. guess. Um, and then lastly, you have the Maison Blanc. It's a house white beer sold only in Louisiana to celebrate the, the is it a state or commonwealth? Mm. Uh, they're French the rules. So, uh, yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with state or commonwealth. I know they're they're under Napoleonic law. Right. So I didn't know if that had a different. No. Uh, Don't think oops. they are. Uh, you could tell I'm from Kentucky because when I start ty- I start typing Louis, I end up with Bill. <laughs> Um, but anyways, uh, celebrate the 300th anniversary of uh, New Orleans. It's a state. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not a commonwealth. Yeah. In addition to beer, the company also makes sodas like the Abita Root Beer, Ugh. Pecan Pie, King Cake, <laughs> Vanilla Cream, and Chocolate Salted Caramel Soda. Yeah, I'm finding I like to that, imagine the their King Cake also has a choking hazard in it, like actual <laughs> King Cake. <laughs> The so, um, the root beer is really the, good. We've had it before. It's amazing. I'm, yeah. The newest uh, expansion that they had was so that they could make more be, uh, sodas because they, they didn't have enough uh, capacity to actually make sodas. So they wanted to make a lot more of that. Um, we as a group also, like we've said, highly recommend the Abita Party Pack, which comes with Purple Haze, Amber, Big Easy, Andy Gator, Rod Iron, and then that rotating seasonal fruit beer um, in there as well. This has just been one really big love fest for Abita. I figured it was going to be. <laughs> uh, just and, Okay, the funny thing is, so that my first time trying Abita was when, I want to say it was at the Alltech Brewfest that we were all at um, in Lexington that year. And Abita had a booth there, because that's when I got the beads. So I don't know if you can see, but like the, uh, it's a beaded necklace with a fleur-de-lis on it that has Abita on it. Um, so that's so when I got that. And we all tried it. it. was like, this Abita beer was really good. And then, like, later on, we did the video episode with the party pack. And the, we were all just like, this is awesome, you guys. <laughs> and, like, it just continued on from there. Like, literally, I think Casey's opinion on the, the Christmas ale has been the only negative opinion I've heard of, yeah. out of our group of Abita things. Like, yep. we've, we've tr- like he and I tried the root beer. Amazing. Uh, all the, the – we actually all ended up getting um, – different uh fruits for the harvest one which one did you guys end up getting again it's like orange or something or because yeah, ours... you guys got peach we had we had peach yeah i think you all had the orange it wasn't orange it was something or strawberry tangerine yeah maybe that's it no i think it was tangerine 
because you guys definitely had a different one than we did but we we yeah. had the peach and it was it was it was really good and i don't even like peach that that much um but like we didn't mean for this to be just a giant love fest but basically go try a beat of beer if you haven't <laughs> <laughs> also sunbun in the chat no purple haze tonight but i got some popeyes is that that does count counts, for something. Counts. Popeyes count. Close it's enough. with the theme. If you got the red out. beans and rice, it counts. Mm. If you didn't get red there beans and rice, it doesn't count. Oh, a biscuit Louisiana for Popeyes. Fast. No, no. The last time we went there, it was not Louisiana fast. It was 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, that's Louisiana fast. It's True. a thousand, it's like 10,000% yeah. humidity. And <laughs> yeah. you they don't... can't do anything fast there. The water literally slows you down. <laughs> Unless there's an explosion outside your trailer. Oh my god! It's <laughs> lightning quick, and your take to and your wife beater shirt and your shotgun going. Now oh, where that sound come from? What? <laughs> what what do you want to do? All right. Does anybody oh have any other gosh. like thoughts on a beta? Uh, buy anything that says a beta on it. Apparently, except <laughs> yeah, the Christmas sale. That's uh, they're they're also, not only. Two miles of the brewery, apparently. Mm, that's <laughs> In true. case of explosions. That's Fair. what the, the locals were real upset when they started brewing again. They were like, we don't know if it's going to blow up. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, so pretty much anything Abita makes, I would I would say drink it. But um, Except the, the, the big key is their stuff is great, but then it's also a small business at the same time. I do want to add in that the, one of their co-founders, um, he went not too long ago, I think maybe 2012, maybe a little bit early, later than that. But anyways, he went to another brewery to become head brewer there. Even though he still had this brewery, you know, he went to another brewery to become head brewer. And they announced his coming. And less than a month later, they were announcing that he had passed. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It was quick after he started at another facility. Um, I don't even know if he started brewing actually wow. before. Uh, it was real weird. That's that sad. Yeah, yeah, that's a crap story. Bad timing or political assassination? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you no, decide. It's the, it's the Cajun mafia. Wake up, sheeple! <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. With that, so, uh, let's find out what the hell has Amos been drinking. Uh, oh, good. It's like a party in my mouth, and everyone's throwing up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's the best sounder. <laughs> oh, it is. That's why I'm still laughing. I still love it. So when the dog always put these as quotes. <laughs> so, uh, tastes like watered down pineapple juice. Minus the pineapple juice. Maybe they reinstalled an old keg and bottled it. Hell. Okay. I'm I'm guessing because a New England IPA. pineapple juice. I have a guess. Oh. Oh, is it the one that you had? That... It's the, the... Oh, the Avery. The Avery oh. Telekaliki Maka something. I'm not going to work here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Tele, not going to work here anymore. I don't know the name of the beer now. I can't remember it, either now. It's something Lily in Koi. Oh, Lily say, Koi. Let's Thank keep you. in mind, Amos has a habit of not drinking beers <laughs> and then comparing true, it to beers. But... He liked a lot of malt liquors. It could have been... <laughs> I mean, I don't mean... say that like <laughs> it's a problem. I wouldn't say he liked them, but he drank them. <laughs> I'm tempted to say it's a it's a New England style because of the pineapple thing, but I I have no idea. I suck at these. While you guys mulling that, yeah, uh, Amos and uh, Kent do uh, the Ritual Misery podcast, which you can watch over at twitch.tv slash Ritual Misery, and it is absolutely always a hoot. And they get guests on there. It's like, holy crap, how do you get these people? 
Yeah. But like yeah. they are I pulling in. I assume they ask. Well, <laughs> they, yeah, that seems to be the thing. They're always like, we actually just asked. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out. Turns uh, out you can just confront people and ask them a question. And we would like to thank Amos and Ritual Misery because if not for them, I don't think we would have as many of the Twitch followers to reach Twitch affiliation at this point, it's true. Holy crap, we're, no, just, it is we're just a couple broadcasts away, aren't we? Yeah, we're we're we have like two more broadcasts on a different day of the week. <clears throat> I'm sorry, different day of the month this year, or this month. Oh, wow, I'm, I can't talk. Uh, basically, we're we're that much closer to Twitch affiliation, and I I know that it, it was a big part for uh, for Amos and Diamond Club in general. I think, but um, we just really want to say thank you. Yes, very much so. Like, it made all of our day to come home randomly when that had happened. Because <laughs> yeah. because we go to bed early, and then we can't... Oh, I don't get to watch Ritual Misery when it happens, and I have to either watch it the next day or listen to it at the gym. And then suddenly it's like, oh, holy crap! <laughs> I mean, this, this week of spring that we got here uh, <laughs> did lead me to getting at least a little bit in uh, when I got to go for some walks again. Mm. <laughs> Let's shoot for 100. I mean... That's a lofty goal, and we'll we'll still aim for it. But yeah, we're just we're, happy we've got as many as we've we got. We do baby steps. And we're pretty happy about it. <laughs> All right. So, so what? So, so what was he drinking? Oh um, wait, Casey, did you have a? Can suggestion? you give me a style? I cannot give you a style. That'll probably give it away. Yeah. Um, going coastal from Sweetwater. Can mm. you use it in a sentence? <laughs> uh, going coastal is a smart one. That's true. Because that's very pineapple-y. I was gonna say I gave the best hint I could because if I tell you if I said what it was, like if I yeah, gave no, any other hint, it uh, just tells you what it is. So Amos was drinking Ace Pineapple Cider. Oh, oh okay. That was going to be. Uh, I yeah. was really think that was my okay. Like yeah. there's there was no other like no other hint other than it's not a beer that I could give you. Uh, that's fair. It could have been any number of things. Pineapple's so crazy with like in any of these flavors now. Or any of these uh, styles, rather. <laughs> Pineapple is not something I usually want to drink. Huh. <laughs> I'm about it. I'll eat pineapples, <laughs> but I don't want to drink pineapple juice. I can't explain that. Oh, I but... do. <laughs> All right. So what? I said I do. I like. Oh. There's a drink called liquid marijuana, which tastes less nothing like marijuana, but it's it's like orange juice and pineapple juice and Midori and rum mm. and dark rum floated on top. You're just like it's Midori. I was like, then it's also rum. It's almost <laughs> always rum. It's, it's yeah. always rum. Oh man, we got to get some cocktail episodes in. I'm getting yeah, itching for these lately. Oh yeah. All right. So that's what Amos was drinking. What are we drinking? Oh, are we okay? <laughs> Drink with me, friend. All right, I grab the bottle for this one. So, uh, you can talk about it. I've got to, I'm going to hold. Oh, I'm going to be the one discussing it. Okay, we I did last time. So we are splitting another beer. Hey, surprise! Uh, so yeah. we are drinking the bourbon barrel aged maple pecan ale from. Casey, why do we never split a beer? <laughs> I don't know. I'll send you some. Okay, <laughs> it's from Abita Brewing. Who'd have guessed? Uh, style is a nut brown ale. ABV is eight point five percent. IBU's eighteen. <laughs> not not a yeah, whole lot of because they don't care right now. So mm-hmm. uh, beer advocate score of three point seven one out of five. So kind of kind of mid level there. Yeah. Uh, brewer's description: uh, Bourbon Street Maple Pecan is a nut brown ale that is aged in bourbon barrels. Our maple pecan is brewed with a combination of pale Munich biscuit and caramel malts. 
Roasted pecans are also added to the brew for a nutty flavor and aroma. We add maple syrup in the brew house as well to give the beer a sweet flavor and full body. After fermentation and aging, the beer is transferred into the bourbon barrels. It is then aged for another eight weeks to absorb the flavors from the barrels. The result is a brown ale that blends the light flavors of nuts, maple syrup, and baking bread. Ooh. <laughs> From the beer with the warming flavors of wood and vanilla from the bourbon barrels. Yeah, I liked that one. Um, I moved on and had a second one, <laughs> another beer. It was good. Um, I did get the, you definitely taste the pecans, um, but everything else just kind of blend. It's just a nice beer to drink. Like uh, to me, the, um, like all the different flavors of like the wood and the, like the vanilla and whatnot didn't stand out, but um, it was just, I don't know. It's a nice, like, hanging out, drinking beer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a nice little, I don't know, there was a boozy flavor hanging around in there. But there was nothing overpowering about the alcohol content or yeah. a big boozy flavor that you can get with some of these lighter styles of beer that are aged in bourbon barrels. Hmm, that's true. So, it, it, like most of their stuff, it's just a nice thing to sit and drink. Yeah, and then after that, I had to move on to something a little... Uh, a little stronger. Moved on to a Depravity from Renegade Imperial Peanut Butter Cup Stout, <laughs> in which they they brewed this uh, stout by literally throwing, a, a, they don't say how many, but they threw an amount of Reese's Cups into the vat. <laughs> they brewed it. Yeah. One. <laughs> a sink. One Reese's. Might be, because the peanut butter doesn't really come across. I'm like, eh, it's a chocolatey, chocolatey stout. No, you open up one of those those big bags, you unwrap all of them, just toss it all, toss the whole thing. So in. wasteful, or not? <laughs> you know what? Maybe you want some foil in your beer. Oh. Just, just toss them in there. All right, all right, Bob. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I honestly went the opposite direction of Chris because uh, I was drinking something earlier that was a bit heavier, and then moved on ah. to the purple haze. Oh, purple haze. I had some in my refrigerator. It's odd that I actually have a beer for the episode before the episode. Oh, like you just had like it. Usually I, I looked in the fridge like, I have a, I have it. I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> this is my dream. <laughs> uh, if I could just reach in my refrigerator, just pull out infinite types of beer for whatever I needed, that, that's my dream. Hmm. Uh, but no, I got the Purple Haze from Abita. It's their raspberry lager. Uh, it's a 4.2% ABV. Uh, it comes in at 13 IBUs. Yeah, because no. <laughs> no hop. Uh, beer advocate score 3.28 out of 5. Uh, and their description is the purple haze lager is brewed with real raspberries added after filtration. It's brewed with Pilsner and wheat malts with Vanguard hops. Oh, sound like very forward-thinking protective yeah. hops. Uh, <laughs> the... The berries add a fruity aroma, uh, the tartly sweet taste, and subtle purple color and haze. You may see fruit pulp in the beer. This is uh, uh, this beer is best served with salads eh, uh, or light fruit desserts. Sure. Such as souffles or chiffon cakes. Mm. I don't know why I wanted to say it like that. But... Chiffon. 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 Get down there with Get in there with those crawfish. Oh. Uh Let's see. Many people enjoy it with chocolate desserts. Uh, purple haze pairs well with certain cheeses, such as a ripened brie and any dessert made with mes- mascarpone. Mars- 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 did that? Did that cheese secretly run Chicago's underground? 
<laughs> L. Marscapone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and anyway, it's also uh, great, uh, great paired with uh, entrees with fruit, especially citrus. Uh, consider uh, enjoying Purple Haze alone at the end of your meals as dessert. <laughs> I like consider it. Drink, enjoying it alone. Just have it whenever. Yeah, have it alone. alone. As you stare into the abyss that is your own sad life. Oh, yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, uh, the, the purple haze. I remember that from the party pack. I think it would actually be good with like cheesecake or something like that, like oh, some kind of rich yeah. craziness. With a raspberry cheesecake. Yeah, and like I don't know. That was this. is a really good beer, and uh, it is. Uh, it's it does have a nice raspberry flavor to it. It's it's not enough to make you think that you're just drinking pure sweetness, though. Right. Oh, it's it's kind of dry, a yeah. little well, not dry, but it's it's not a sweet beer. It's not no. a fruit. And tart like you or would something. think, like oh, this is fruity. This is no. It's it's just beer with that nice little like hint of raspberry in there. It's subtle. Uh, it's it's a really good like I'm just gonna sit down and enjoy this beer while I'm relaxing after work kind of beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then again, a lot of their stuff is it's five billion degrees down here, <laughs> and I'm swimming in the air. Get me a beer. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Casey? Yeah, I'm having the Turbo Dog from Abita. Amber Ale coming in at 5.6% ABV. IBUs are 28. Beer Advocate is low, for, in my opinion, on this beer. It's a 3.66. Yeah, I think some of these are a little low, but Beer Advocate also, I think, eh, might skew a little more Toity, towards Toity. I think it's, uh, Yeah, There's some underappreciation since Abita is... Do they hit the entire lower 48 in distribution? The 46 mm-hmm. states, 46. it said? So 46 plus. Yeah. Um, I do actually have a homebrew recipe on this beer since we talked a little bit about the beer earlier for this is for a six gallon batch. Um, you want to gauge everything with a 70% estimated efficiency on your brew equipment. IBUs are going to come out around 28, 29 IBUs with a starting gravity of 1055. You want to use standard two row or a blend of two row that is British or American. You can kind of blend the two together. You'll need Crystal 90 and chocolate, British-style chocolate malt. Um, five that point, French stuff. <laughs> yeah. 5.36 kilograms of two-row, 360 grams of Crystal 90. That's actually pretty important, the 90 is, versus any of the others. Um, try to find that one specifically. Uh, British chocolate malts, 240 grams of that. You mash it in with uh, at 152 degrees Fahrenheit for 60 minutes. You boil it for 90 minutes um, with a 60-minute addition of Apollo, 16% alpha acids, 12 grams of that. A 30-minute addition of Willamette, 5 grams at 5% alpha acid. And a 10-minute addition of 3 grams of Willamette at 5% alpha acids. The yeast is German L yeast. Your water is, of course, soft, just like the the aqua fur that's uh, coming out of there. And you finish it somewhere around 10-10 your final gravity for those of you that do homebrew for those of you that are interested in it check out what those words mean in our homebrew episode mm, yes call back this, this or whole if episode... you were on that homebrew episode revisit that episode because you've completely lost what we were talking about yeah <laughs> uh okay. yeah this whole episode is actually just a callback to other things we've already done <laughs> go check out the video for abita and then, we've, been, like, we've beat around this bush for a while it was time we talked about that we've yeah. we've abated around this bush we've oh. yeah oh bravo sir yeah good good job 
You can visit us at Have a Drink Show for useful links and info about us. Don't look at us. Look at the show, though. Also look for Have a Drink Show on social media, twitch.tv and YouTube. We also have a new show that comes on right before this show every Saturday at 7.30. You can check us out there or go and subscribe to that on the um, on your podcatcher of choice for look for Have a Drink News. Don't forget, you can ask us a uh, ask a question, tell us your favorite drink, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com. You can also use the feedback page on the website. Just shout at us really loud. We may not hear it right away. It takes a long time for sound to travel. Mm, yeah. Sandwich board? Is that still the preferred method? Uh, I mean, if you can take a picture of it and send, put, you know. Somebody needs to do that so badly. <laughs> I want to see that. All right, guys, all joking fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink if you're underage. Come on, let, let, let's be, let, let's apply a little common sense here. All right, check us out next Saturday for our next live episode. And again, remember to check out patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>